schmuck, we got to hit record on our fucking... I hit record. I didn't hit record Oh, yet. right. On. Oh, shit. I got to open that up. <laughs> I you hit record about... on the fucking Zencaster. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, for- I forgot about God, that one. You, you cannot make it seem like we're this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I am this stupid. Well, that's... he could never use this as the opening, so that's well, okay. Here's the thing, right? I'm not the one who went and got 103 fever. That's on him. Yeah. You probably we all only have, have our 98... jobs to do, and Kevin's job is to do everything. And if he's not willing to do that, well, then. Yeah, he's an idiot. How's that my fault? No, it's 100% his fault. History of the Feet itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a fine S- episode of History Defeats Itself, brought to you from the people that also bring you um, Kevin's on History Defeats Itself. Um, you're going to notice something tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our avid listeners. We are void of one of our three, one of our trio cohorts, and his name is Kevin. The pale one. The one that's super pale. He's super sick right now. He's got 103.8 fever. Do you think he's do you think he's more white than normal? I don't know. When you get sick to get more white, I, he's definitely more clammy. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. He's never looked well to me. <laughs> he's 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 looked unhealthy since he was two. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I don't know how he thrives. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't think he I don't thrives. think yeah, I don't think he I don't thrives. Think he's a thriver. He's a survivor. So poor Kevin's really sick, and we all went back and forth all day today. Do we do the show? Do we not do the show? Do we do the show? And the bottom line is, I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so we have to do the show. So, you know, luckily for you listeners, you got the two funniest hosts of That's the true. three. That is true. And I, but, I mean, you're still going to get my that is true statements, and Greg's still going to be self-deprecating. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to be no John deprecating today. Don't worry. Greg is definitely going to bring in a dick joke. Every seven minutes, I might not. Eh. So history defeats itself. We're gonna history defeats itself. I think it's called. <laughs> Never done this before. HDI, HDI, as it were. See, there's a concept to it, right? Typically, what you got is one guy that presents information on something, and the other two don't know shit about fuck. And we but play tonight along there's only one go. who doesn't know shit about fuck. And you know, check us out on our social medias. It's just history defeats itself at history defeats itself. Hashtag John's beard Instagram. You can email Greg at old man at AOL.com. Also, <laughs> I was born in the sixties at yahoo.net. I was not born in the sixties. Yeah, but you, you got an old email address. I was so. conceived in the sixties. Uh, and that's part that matters. <laughs> that is, you were being conceived. Yeah. In the summer of 69. Yeah, Brian Adams was there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, there was probably just 69ing before the intercourse. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. That would explain my vertigo. <laughs> it's kind of like being in space. You don't know up from down. <laughs> um, all right. So tonight. Oh, wait. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do the thing? <laughs> no, you go ahead, John. I mean, well, you wrote a thing, so... I didn't write anything. Are you kidding me? I didn't write shit. So tonight, our fearless leader is me, John Banks. And Greg doesn't know fuck all about what the fuck we're doing. 
And honestly, I'm not Wait really a sure. Why do you have to call yourself the leader? You're not the leader. You just happen to be the guy that's presenting the fucking information. I well, no, no, because tonight I have control over the recording, and I'm I'm Kevin tonight. Like I am, I am God. I get the power. It's, it's... <laughs> so I guess I am ranked third. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah well, I, I think it's just because I was the one doing it. So, well, who is going on vacation tomorrow? This guy. That's true. So I don't care. I'm going drinking to, alcohol uh, in my body. Gonna you, put it you, in there. Where are you going again? You're going to Egypt. I'm going to Turkmenistan. You know they uh they don't believe in doctors there. But <laughs> if you chew on a bone, <laughs> you'll have strong teeth. <laughs> what? That's what we learned. Remember the guy? The guy he told his people to chew on dog bones because when he was or chew on bones because he watched dogs chew on bones and they never had dental problems. I don't really listen to the episode. <laughs> oh man. Actually, oh. I do. I do listen to the episode when I listen to the episode, and it's amazing how much I learned that I didn't pay attention to while we were recording. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to me all the time. Like I don't ever hear anything you say until I actually listen to the recording. No, I just think about how much time I hate Kevin. Yeah, I look at him and I'm like, man, how can a human being being be so white with bangs? It is. It is all consuming. Um, to do a uh, well, not a callback. What would you call this? To uh, do a correction, I guess, on a previous episode. Um, I am now growing my mustache out all the way. <laughs> so it covers <laughs> the top of my lip. Are you serious? Dry. I am. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna do that thing when it gets long enough where you like do it like the... Oh, okay. Handlebar? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be called a handlebar. It's not really... I'm not much of a handle. Sidebar? Sidecar? I don't know. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> I'd like to have a sidebar with you. I, I believe it's called the I'm going to have sex with a man mustache. <laughs> so, what? Freddie Mercury. I don't think you have to call it that. <laughs> I want to, though. Okay. So, it's clear. Wait, you want to have sex with a man or you want to call it that? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Greg, when's the last time you were in a fight? A fist fight? A fist fight. More recently than you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Because I do play hockey. Oh, wow. Okay. How how, so how shit was that? Shit happens out there, man. I would say probably within the last five years. Here's the thing. You, you get this artificial sense of safety because you feel like, oh, someone's going to break it up. But what you realize is once you start fighting, people just let it go. <laughs> like, no one's going to, like, jump in and go, hey, guys, knock it off. Because my mom's not there. <laughs> That's true. It's well, just that they're dorks. So, well, usually uh, your mom's the one screaming, hit him, hit him, Greg, hit him. My mom's usually the one punching me in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, what about you, Kevin? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, 103 degree fever. Well, I don't get in fights because I'm so pale. People don't mess with me. I usually can't get in fights because I drink so much beer. <laughs> I'm really, really out of shape. <laughs> well, I just... I'm, in, I'm in Colorado. <laughs> Why is this his voice? <laughs> matches his pasty white skin <laughs> all right well i'm sure he didn't expect to be the butt of any jokes <laughs> um yeah i'm sure an absentia um so i haven't been in a fight in 20 years but since you worked at kmart uh no it's been after that i think the last time I was a, i think it was in atlanta the last time i was in a fist fight i think that would make uh, sense yeah maybe Did I that's kind of a fighty city yeah <laughs> it is that's yep come Come for the culture, stay for the fighty. <laughs> so, 
This sucks because it's just since it's just me and you playing off each other, I actually have to pay attention to what you're saying. I yeah, can't just <laughs> it's a lot more pressure. We really do need. It's I didn't I didn't you know what Kevin I owe you an apology. Not only do you carry, not only do you do all the stuff, you also carry the the whole conversation. So yeah, you listen. Yeah, good job, Kevin. Wow, man, you should do another podcast without us. Um, Something about AI <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> do two or three. Do one about hockey. Um. All right. So tonight we will be talking about a pastime that's actually still legal in some states in America, dueling. What? Yeah. Well, not necessarily dueling, but there's something called, uh, what is it called? It's called. Cockfights? No, it's called. You don't even know what your topic's called? It's called. It's called. No, no, no. We're doing it on dueling, but the thing oh. is still legal in, in the U.S., uh, in Texas, and in Washington State is, uh, it's called mutual combat. But we'll, and we'll get into that at the end. Mutual combat. Mutual combat. It's like mutual sex, <laughs> but instead of tenderness, you're hurting each other. Well, I guess you can hurt each other in sex. Of course, Some if you're doing it right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it mutual I mean, of Omaha? Here's sex? the thing. My, my throat's not going to choke itself, you know? Um, so, all right. Dueling. A duel. Well, apparently, you've never heard of like audio autoerotic asphyxiation, <laughs> but whatever. Well, well, I don't want to die. Like if somebody else is choking me and I pass out, they can stop. If I do the autoerotic asphyxiation, I will. I may kill myself, as as we've seen happen so often. Michael Hutchinson or Hutchins, Hutchinson, uh, Carradine. Yeah, Carradine did it too. Yeah. Who's the lead singer from NXS? Um, that was Michael Hutchinson. Eddie Vedder. I don't know if there's a son. No, he's still, don't ever <laughs> fucking say that about Eddie Vedder. Well, he did. He did. I mean, he was in a band called Pearl Jam. So he I mean, still is in a band called Pearl Jam. But well, he, I thought he died but, of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh my god! Please do not get your news from HDI. <laughs> More specifically, John Banks. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm just making up stuff. I don't want Eddie. I don't want you to die. I know you're a listener. I apologize. Love your music. You're still don't worry. He, he he wrote a song to come combat what you're saying (laughs) i'm still alive like stuff recently what happened have you heard any of pearl jam's like more recent stuff are you gonna come up with a fucking the name it's the name of the song's called alive it was appropriate no i no no no. i'm (laughs) oh you're being serious I thought you were making fun of me. No, I'm asking you, have you actually listened to like Pearl no, Jam? I only listened to the, the 10 album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're like they're it's very fascinating. Their new stuff is if you heard it, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's Pearl Jam. Like it, oh. you yeah. Um I'll have to give it a spin. Is that what I people will. say? Yep, that is <laughs> spinning on their exactly, phone. Yep, that's exactly I'll, what they're saying. Sp- that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> All right, so a duel is an arranged engagement with agreed-upon rules in combat between two people with matched weapons. Don't I have to smack you in the face with my gloves first? I mean, I think that's more uh, that's dramatic. That's a duel, bro. Like, you wronged my woman. Well, but I don't, I don't think they actually slap each other in the face. That's what I've seen in, like, so many countless movies and TV shows. I well, and I mean, the movies are historically accurate. Um. Yeah. During are, especially the, documentaries, is that is that a cup or mm-hmm. a keg? <laughs> is that like a mini keg you're holding in your hand? No, it's a cup. It's made by uh, it's made by a company called Ball. Oh, you know, like yeah, the ones yeah. that make the mason jars. Oh. and this cup is kind of cool because it's recyclable. It's made out of aluminum. Do you, do you know what 
Do you know that Ball is actually an aerospace company? Get the fuck out of yeah, here, it's dude. Not a, it's, yeah, they, they actually also do aerospace shit. Okay. So, you know, canning tomatoes and blowing up shit. <laughs> and Ball. cups that I put my alcohol mixed drinks uh-huh. in. Good job, Paul. Um, during the 17th and 18th centuries, oh, we got a bug. Uh, duels were mostly single combats, fought, single combats fought with swords. And I don't mean like, you know. Did they change weapons? Uh, they did. They did. Over time, they, they moved from swords to pistols. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about the pistols. <laughs> I, I only exclusively thought about swords. <laughs> forgot the whole Aaron Burr thing. Well, if you're talking about a movie where they're slapping with a glove, that's that's probably most likely they're going to, after that, they they fight with guns. Like, No, I thought that's when they used the swords. <laughs> um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I'm wrong. <laughs> so... There's also dueling banjos. I get you can duel the banjo. <laughs> well, you, you play back and forth while some dude gets raped. <laughs> so, whoa. Hey, that's what's in that movie. And it was Ned Beatty. Yeah. Poor Deliverance. Ned. Burt um, Reynolds. I think Burt Reynolds didn't have a mustache in that movie. I don't think he did, did he? I didn't like those movies when he didn't have a mustache. <laughs> <That wasn't right. laughs> I thought it was, it was the raping I didn't like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was, yeah. I, I love never like raping. Man, I haven't seen that. I gotta go back and watch that movie because he no, was like, you don't. so tough. You don't right? need Bert to watch that character, movie. And then, he, and then he breaks his leg and he's like such a baby about breaking his leg. Well, it hurts. Well, but if you're gonna be all tough like that, then you just gotta, you gotta walk it off. <laughs> the femur is the largest bone in the human body. If you snap it, it's gonna really hurt bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at swords. <laughs> How dare you, sir? You seem to have offended my perspective on your beard. Let's take it out to the death. But well, most of the time, most of the time, people didn't die from dueling. They, what they was died. the fucking point? Well, no, they died from the, the bullet wound. <laughs> was it? <laughs> it wasn't That's the stupid. walking 10 paces and turning part that killed him. It was I, the shooting. I thought we were back on the sword part. We didn't even get well, to the bullets. Well, I mean, no, no. So uh, beginning in the, in the late 18th century in England, duels were more commonly fought using pistols, although fencing and shooting continued to coexist throughout the 19th century. Okay. Which, for those of you who get confused by 18th, 19th, 20th, so 19th century would be the 1800s. And why they call it the 19th century and not the 18th century, it's very frustrating. I understand why they do it, but I don't like it. Thanks for giving us a lesson <laughs> on what frustrates John. I really Welcome just... to, I'm frustrated because I don't understand the way things work. That's, I mean, it's true. Uh, the duel is based on a code of honor. Duels were fought not so much to kill the opponent as to restore one's honor by demonstrating a willingness to risk one's life for it. <laughs> and get stabbed in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder how many people died, like, instantly during duels, and how many of them it took weeks or months to die. Well, I think it depends where you get it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, if you, and if you had rubbed that sword in poop earlier that day. Remember in Reservoir Dogs when the guy got shot in the stomach and he, like, Pretty much just bled the whole movie. Yep. I do. And Harvey Cottel's like, it takes a long time to die when you get <laughs> shot in the stomach. Yeah. And it did. It took a <laughs> long time. It did take a long time. <laughs> yeah. It was as it was as though Quentin Tarantino wrote the whole movie around that <laughs> time. And <frame>. ears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ear. 
Um, let's let's pause for a while and watch <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. That was a good fucking movie. <laughs> the, um, the tradition of dueling was originally reserved for the male members of nobility. However, in the modern era, which would have been like the 19th century, it more often extended to those of the upper classes. On occasion, duels were fought between women. Okay, that's but very, very, very rarely. That's my favorite kind of duel, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's... Nope. Uduel.com. Yep. <laughs> I like when they first start... <laughs> Did, wasn't, there like a chat, wasn't there like a thing called chat roulette or something like that, where you just I don't randomly pop into chat rooms? I don't know. Most of the time, it's just dudes masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, so. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, sure. Yeah. You don't know, right? Okay. I don't, sure. I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Sure. Sure. Um, the first published code duella or code of dueling appeared in Renaissance Italy. The first formalized national code. Wait, there's a of- town in Italy called Renaissance? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you just noticed that, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or is it in the Renaissance? It happened to be in the Renaissance in Italy. Well, that's an important. You know, honestly, it doesn't is, matter. All right, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna pause everything. Give me ten minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, will you bring back some? Uh, will you bring back some uh, pizza or something? Sure, sure. I'll. I'll. Uh, what's his face? Run it over to you. Okay, some mozzarella. <laughs> um. So gourmet. Right. The first formalized national code was that of France during the Renaissance. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, oh. So by the 17th century, the dueling had become regarded as a privilege of the uh, aristocracy. Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. A word I can't say. We know I don't. don't I don't do wordy words. <laughs> so let's not worry about Longer it. Longer than five letters kind of throws you off. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, King Louis VIII of France uh, outlawed dueling in 1626. Despite this law, dueling continued and is estimated that between 18, I'm sorry, between 1685 and 1716, French officers fought 10,000 duels, leading to over 400 deaths. So I guess there's a number. So it's, it's only 4% of people die. Yeah, that's not, that's not too bad. Four? That's four. That's four. I think it's still enough to get your adrenaline up. More than more than people died of COVID, <laughs> so <laughs> so dueling more dangerous than COVID, really not as dangerous as malaria. Do what? I said that's really different. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Uh, in Ireland, as late as 1777, a code of practice was known was drawn up by the uh, regulation of duels. A copy of the code, known as, and I love this, the Twenty Six Commandments was to be kept in a gentleman's pistol case for reference should a dispute arise regarding procedure. <laughs> so, God, while you're looking up the rules, you're going to get fucking shot. <laughs> I, love the, I love the 26 commandments. It's like, don't... One must use a pistol. One must walk so many paces. One must turn when told to turn. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they are. I should well, have looked, it's, it? it's pretty gentlemanly to have rules. Otherwise, you know, there's chaos. Yeah, otherwise people just start shooting each other. All yeah, mamby pamby. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that mamby pamby no. shot. No, you want you want your murder to be agreed upon. Yeah, that's right. Um, by the late 18th century, 
The Enlightenment era, Enlightenment era values began to influence society with new uh, conscious, with new self-conscious ideas about politeness, civil behavior, and new attitude towards violence. I love how they justify like a grotesquely violent act by saying, hey, let's have a bunch of rules that make us little fucking sissy boys. (laughs) (laughs) By the the 1770s, the practice of dueling was increasingly coming under attack from many sections of enlightened society as a violent relic of Europe's medieval past unsuited for modern life. Fuck, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. One cannot kill one if one is in a, a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Is because you're seated and vulnerable? I think so. Yeah, I, I think that's just an assassination. <laughs> so <laughs> that does happen. Oftentimes, when you have road rage and someone gets out of their car and starts stepping up to you, it's like you're kind of vulnerable just sitting there. <laughs> Which is what you're talking about now? Oh, yeah, that's a modern day road rage duel. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about assassinations. I'm just like, I don't, I mean, I don't think Not people assassinations, are... no, no. Like, what do you, what do you think road rage would be in a carriage? <laughs> You're like, whoa, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hold on, I got to climb down this ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I think your horse just shit on me. <laughs> Let's go. Um, the growing middle class now maintained their reputation with recourse to either being uh, bringing charges of libel or to the fast growing print media of the early 19th century, where they could defend their honor and resolve conflicts through correspondence in newspapers. (laughs) 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 Can you imagine? It's like texting, but it's really slow. (laughs) I mean, I don't love violence, (laughs) but I gotta tell you, dude, if, if, if I gotta wait like a week for your response and the fucking Mr. Mitchell, I was, <laughs> you have insulted me when you when you looked at my wife's ankle. <laughs> By the way, I also have a Commodore sixty four for sale. <laughs> and Miss Encounters, you were wearing <laughs> you were wearing what would look to be a very uncomfortable dress that took you hours to put on. I was supersizing a Big Mac combo. One of us wasn't in the right time frame. <laughs> um, and, uh, influential new intellectual trends at the turn of the 19th century bolstered the anti-dueling campaign. The utilitarian philosophy of Jeremy Bentham stressed that praiseworthy actions were exclusively restricted to those that maximize human welfare and happiness. Aww. Yeah, so this guy was like... So it's kind of funny. So, so there's also the... The same people who were abolitionists, so after slavery was abolished in in Europe or in England, um, they started to advocate to end dueling, which I find it and, and what was very fascinating is the same people who were like, no, let's have slaves were also like, no, we can't end dueling. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. That doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> which which I it's kind of it's interesting, right? Because because that means that people are assholes. <laughs> well, but they, but they're, you know, but there's like, there's like a, there's a certain group of people in America who don't want guns, and there's a certain people who do, right? Or there, you know, and, and I think there's like a lot of gray in the middle of that, but, but you know, there's definitely there's there's people on on, you know, far right and left of that who are want absolutely no guns, and there's people who are like, well, no, like no matter what you do, there's going to be violence, and people are going to kill people. 
right? So it's just, and, and, and I guess that would basically be the, the same, like whoever would want guns now and say that guns aren't the problem would be the same person saying, no, we should have, we should be able to duel <laughs> and own people. We should be able to not, do those not, things. Not that we need to turn this into a gun debate. No, no, I'm not, not, not trying but to no, gun debate. I was going to make a point that was going to turn it into a gun oh, okay. debate. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it. It seems weird to me because you have to admit, like, any, even if you're a pro-gun guy and, and uh, you know, Second Amendment fella, you still have to admit that people are getting murdered by guns where if guns didn't exist, those people would not have been murdered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're so, like, dug into your fucking uh, philosophy that it's still better for the majority to be responsible gun owners. I mean, it's 99.9% of gun owners are responsible gun owners. That's great. And it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good statistic. It's awesome. It's wonderful. But, but that 0.01 means little kids die in schools. Right. But, but I don't, I don't think the argument is that there's, I don't think, I, I don't think they're saying that guns don't kill people. I think the argument is that it's not good people with guns. It's bad people with guns. And I'm and I'm not I'm not taking their side. I'm just saying I think I think that's more the argument than just and, and I know every once in a while somebody be like like oh like if guns didn't exist you know they'd find another way to kill you which is true but if a guy walks in with a knife and stabs somebody two things are gonna happen everybody either tackles the guy with a knife or everybody runs away and one person got stabbed <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah like, no I I get it yeah. for sure yeah. and and I also don't think like you're a good person with a gun until you're not yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess just I like guess you're a good person in a duel until you, you're a good person in a duel until you only count the nine steps and turn around and shoot instead of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could make the argument that if we got rid of guns, then people would learn how to use throwing stars. <laughs> then you'd have mass throwing stars. <laughs> Those are tricky to they, use, by the way. They are. They are super they pointy. Take take more time to get good at than a gun. So. <laughs> Well, you want to get good at a gun too. <laughs> yeah, no, you want to get good at it. But I'm saying, I think it's, I think it's a lot more work to be able to throw a piece of spiked metal to hit a target and kill it. So, yeah. I mean, I would be a hundred percent for guns if you could promise me that no one is ever going to use it um, <laughs> to commit a murder or a crime with. Like, if even if like I can even see, yeah, it's good to have guns for self defense if you fucking need it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like crazy, super like let's abolish all. And also, I think that we uh, live in a society now in this culture. Anyway, there's so many fucking guns. There's no way to get rid of all of them. They're just everywhere. It's like. It's it's three to one now or four to one or something like that. People, I think it may even be higher. Yeah, maybe it's ten ten to one. So. Are you you looking it up? I'm looking at I was going to look it up, but then I figured I'm not going to be able to fucking find it. I don't I don't know. Um, and so, uh, other, other groups that were against dueling were the evangelical notion of the Christian conscience began to actively promote social activism, basically saying that it's not very Christian to kill each other or try to I kill can each see other. that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they have the whole eye for an eye yeah. situation. <laughs> um, which, which again, I, I think it's like, it's, it's, the thing that just fascinates me is that we just, we don't change. Right. Like, like we, we do. Well, I think we do. Like we, we evolve a little bit out of time, but it's like human beings at their very core are human beings. Right. It's like, you, you know, it's like, in other words, we have nuclear weapons now. So we're just like human beings on a much more dangerous scale 
right? And, and it's whenever, a much more yeah, the arms race is a scarier duel. Yeah. You're just like, whoa. Um well, yeah, I think you're right. I think human nature, there's always gonna be people that have their opinions and you just hope society just as a whole has common sense. <laughs> or, or right. It's like or, or hopefully what we're doing is we're we're you know, and, and I know people are like, you know, people are like, Oh, it's like we're going back to the Stone Age, we're going back to the fifties and all this kind of stuff, but it's like it's like oh, I, that's a big difference between the Stone Age and the fifties. Well <laughs> there there is, there is. We're going back to Rockabelly. <laughs> <laughs> we're going One, back two, to when three. gangs danced. <laughs> so we I'm going to stab you, stab you after this song. Um, <laughs> uh, another group, the individuals in the Clefen sect and similar uh, societies who had successfully campaigned for the abol- uh, abolition of slavery, uh, ab- um, yeah, uh, condemned dueling as ungodly violence and as an egocentric culture of honor. Yeah, that's. I mean, it makes sense to me. It, which would kind of be like the thing, like it's like, oh, you're like, <laughs> it would. That's basically like the, you know, 1850s version of saying you got a little dick, so you need a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but they say it so much more eloquently. <laughs> yeah, right, right. For thy member is so small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mail you these truck nuts. <laughs> but there weren't any trucks, so the truck nuts didn't make any sense. So here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know why I have to mail you them, by the way. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> and it's Well, you can't drive your truck. I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can't deliver them with your truck. Yeah, unless your truck has truck nuts. How so. would one get a pair of, of truck nuts from point A to B? Carrier where, pigeon? Well, and... and <laughs> does Could one... you imagine seeing a carrier pigeon carrying truck nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, you'd be like, is that a carrier pigeon? <laughs> and then secondly, the carrier pigeon's got huge balls. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, those are truck nuts. <laughs> uh, he just works for Amazon. It's fine. <laughs> just make it a delivery. <laughs> um, by about 1770, the duel underwent a number of important changes in England, Gregory. First, English duelists enthusiastically adopted the pistol and sword duels dwindled. I know that makes you sad. That does make me sad. Yeah. I mean, let's show yeah. some fucking. I bet you there's some traditionists back then who are like, you know what, you guys and your fucking evolution of our sport, <laughs> you're really pissing me off. Now, back in my day, now, now you're gonna let women in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Got rid of her swords. It's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, you want to marry a tree. <laughs> <laughs> That is how they get you. That's how it works. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, right? <laughs> they gave up the sword, and we have gay marriage. <laughs> so, yeah, they it, history defeated itself. <laughs> they're not wrong. This is um, called satire, ladies and gentlemen. So they, they <laughs> the they, opinions, <laughs> the opinions oh, expressed on history defeated itself <laughs> represent only Kevin Rosenquist. <laughs> um, yes, Ke- yeah, Kevin wrote this whole thing for us. Uh, it's hard to memorize. Special sets of dueling pistols were crafted for the wealthiest of noblemen for this purpose. So they got rid of their guns and basically they created dueling pistols. Which and I'm were... sure one of them didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were single shot pistols, which at that time, I think everything in, the, in that, that time period was single shot. Yeah. And then you had to take that big fucking musket <laughs> pipe just... cleaner 
to fucking clean out your little Well, if pistol. you're a nobleman, you probably have somebody that does that for you. <laughs> <laughs> you put on your gloves so you don't get gunpowder in your delicate hands. <laughs> and then you shoot a guy. <laughs> It's like, who came up with these rules, right? Uh, I shall as not. Long as, as long as everyone agrees, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so in the United important. Kingdom, to kill in the course of a duel was formally judged as murder, but generally the courts were very lax in applying the law as they were, as they were sympathetic to the culture of honor, probably because they were also in the culture of honor, I would guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> They weren't exactly like Switzerland. Yeah. You have insulted me, Your Honor. I challenge you to a duel. Well, fuck. <laughs> I should have been more strict on that murder stuff. <laughs> do you have to, like, if somebody tells you, invites you, as it were, to a duel, do you have to accept or could you be like, no, I don't want to die? <laughs> well, so I know, I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not, I, but, but I do know in the, so a, a, after the, thing where they would pick one person to fight for an army that kind of morphed uh in, in medieval uh medieval um europe to be what started happening was you would have like a knight who would go to like a town where there was a bridge or basically one way out and then they would set a post and they would challenge other knights coming out to a duel and you could not accept the duel but if you didn't accept the duel then you would have to like Take some Wash their scarf. car or something. Well, you'd have to wear like a scarf to let everybody know you're a, a big baby who doesn't want a yellow belly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and if there was a woman uh, who came out unaccompanied, because that was very, you can't do that. It's a big no no at that time. Like a woman had to be with a, an escort. And so if a woman came out of the town uh, not escorted by a man, then the next person to come, the next night to come out, would she would have to leave a glove, and the next person to come out would have to fight that night get the glove and find the lady very very complicated <laughs> like they you know what? they they just didn't have television <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had to they yeah. had to come up with something so once you know yeah um which it just seems like there were so many things killing you back then why would you need I another i don't think anyone made it past 20 <laughs> probably not mm. and in fairness if we only lived to 20 who gives a shit if you die in a duel um that i mean that's true that's true. You died. He died. He died at middle age, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> he still had thirteen years left. <laughs> he leaves behind his thirteen children. <laughs> you probably he probably had his bar mitzvah at five. <laughs> by, by eighteen forty, dueling had declined dramatically when the. Seventh Earl of Cardigan was acquitted on a legal technicality for homicide in connection with a duel with one of his former officers. Outrage was expressed in the media, with the Times alleging that there was deliberate high-level complicity to leave the loophole in the prosecution and reporting the view that in England, as in quote, in England there is no one law, for, uh, there is one law for the rich and another for the poor. That that is also very true today, right? Like so again, it just goes to show you that if you got money, you can do whatever you want. You can get out of a lot of shit, or you can participate in a duel. <laughs> you can drive your white Bronco down the freeway after murdering your wife going twenty two miles an hour and have you cops sure stay behind. Can and we're all gonna watch. Um 
The last known fatal duel between Englishmen in England occurred in 1845 when James Alexander Seton had an altercation with Henry Hawkeye, Hockey, sorry, Hockey, over the affections of his wife, leading to a duel at Browndon. So, well, that's pretty fucked up. But that was, I mean, I suppose I'd have to defend the honor of my wife if somebody was a prick. Um, well, that was the last, that was the last known fatal duel. Not the last known, but yes. Uh, I mean, couldn't you just say, hey, stop? <laughs> nope. Gotta shoot him. <laughs> that only goes so far. I mean, I don't really have a counterpoint. <laughs> like, you don't I, even have to say, hey, stop. You can just get up out of the bar and go home. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, this was, this was, uh, this is my favorite thing. This is actually what inspired me to want to do dueling or to, to do this episode. Not not duel anyone, but to do this episode. Gotcha. So uh in so there was this guy, Otto van Bismarck, um, in Germany. And he was like a political guy in Germany. And his rival, Rudolf Virchow, they were preparing for a duel in 1865. The latter, uh Virchow, had the choice of weapons. So he he. It was believed, or it was said that he chose sausage for his weapon of choice. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> but so so Virchow, he was a scientist, and he was like into cells and microbiology, and um, and he was he was starting. To, he was like one of the guys starting to understand that, like microorganisms, you know, believe that basically like there's like cleanliness is a good thing. So anyway, so he chose sausage, and in his own sausage, it was going to be fully cooked. And Bismarck's was going to be full of parasite larvae. <laughs> okay, I see where he's and going. Each man was each man was to eat their sausage, and so when Bismarck heard that that was the weapon of choice, he backed out of the duel. Smart, <laughs> smart guy, because <laughs> you're basically going to shit your brains out <laughs> until you die. <laughs> I think we should have a duel too, me and you, and we'll just both go to Chipotle and see oh. what happens. <laughs> Are we, we going to both get like we should? Oh, you know what we should do? We should, no, no, we should go to Fat Burger and get that five, that five patty burger. I was only four patties, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I that apologize. Makes, that makes a big difference. Wasn't it like two pounds of meat? Or it was a lot of meat, yeah. and I ate that whole motherfucker. You did. You did, and you didn't eat again for 24 hours. Is that what you said? I did not eat again. Yeah, I don't think I've been to Fat Burger. No, I think I have been to Fat. We've been to Fat Burger. We've been to Fat Burger. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I love Fat Burger. Oh, it's so good. Not a sponsor, but man, that don't need to be. Go to Fat Burger. <laughs> They're delicious. Uh, the most notorious American duel was the Bar Hamilton duel, in which notable Federalist and former Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Ham- Hamilton was fatally wounded by his political rival, the sitting Vice President of the United States, Aaron Burr. Which, if you haven't seen the Museum Hamil- Hamilton, go see it because it covers this. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does, and, and it's fan- accurate. Yeah, (laughs) fantastic verse. (laughs) You think, how did they make that rhyme? (laughs) It is a sing-along. Oh, it's so good. Um, Dueling also began to be criticized in America in the late 18th century. Benjamin Franklin denounced the practice as unnecessarily violent, and George Washington encouraged his officers to refuse challenges during the American Revolutionary War because he believed that the death by dueling of officers would have threatened the success of the war effort. So... Gotcha. Don't don't go killing. Don't go killing your other your fellow officers. Um, don't go breaking my heart. Report of dueling gained in popularity in the first half of the 19th century, especially in the South. 
and the states of the Old Southwest. However, in this regional context, the term dueling had severely denigrated from its original 18th century definition as a formal social custom among the wealthy classes. In the South, it was instead used by the contemporary press of the day to refer to any melee knife or gun <laughs> where two guys killed each other. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry, where they killed each other with consent. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The consent. So if it was a, if you had consent, it was still considered a duel in the South. Uh, and dueling began an irre uh, irreversible decline in the aftermath of the Civil War, even in the South. Public opinion increasingly came to regard the practice as little more than bloodshed. So, you know, again, we're not, we're not, we're not smart. Like, not great. The fact that we're like humans have made it this far is really just amazing. These people should have known back then when they were making these poor decisions, poor choices that you and I and Sometimes Kevin would be talking about it <laughs> <laughs> and, and not be okay good. with it, not be okay with it. With the hindsight yeah. of, of 20, 2020, you know, it's uh stupid, stupid. Well, stupid like, can people. you, like, can you imagine, like, and I guess that would be it. Like it would be the same thing, right. As like guns or like, what are, what are other things, right? Like, uh, like driving drunk or, you know, there, there, it's, it seems like there's all, anytime there's any sort of, um, opposition to some sort of social norm that could be looked at as bad it, it there's always people who like if ever like th there were like there were like news interviews in the like early 80s where people were all these dui laws started to get passed throughout the country and people were so against it oh yeah you know and they were just like well it's like how am i supposed to relax on the way you know i have a hard day at work i want to have a beer on the way home <laughs> and that was their like, <laughs> that was the belief and now you're like what what <laughs> What what do you mean? It was a pretty solid argument though. <laughs> how am I gonna how am I gonna get home and beat my kids if I ain't got no goddamn beer in me? <laughs> That's right. I'm supposed to get home first and then put my beer in me. I'm likely to take a nap <laughs> and then cool off. I, well, I, what if I gotta cut the grass? I'm gonna be too drunk. Um so dueling largely fell out of favor in England by the mid-19th century and in continental Europe by the turn of the 20th century. Dueling declined in the eastern United States in the 19th century, and by the time of the American Civil War, dueling had begun to... Yeah, okay, that's just kind of redundant. Didn't, didn't need to tell you that. Um, so I thought this was really interesting. Dueling was in the 1908 Olympics. <laughs> but here, here's how it worked. So pistol dueling was demonstrated as part of the concurrent Franco-British exhibition using the Olympic fencing arena and uh, and in front of invited guests. There were no official demonstra uh, demonstration sports until 1912. The competition involved two competitors firing at each other with dueling pistols loaded with wax bullets and wearing protective equipment for the torso, face, and hands. But not the balls. Not <laughs> or the knees. <laughs> I guess you're or the balls. <laughs> I guess you're counting on your counterpart to have better aim. So, but isn't that crazy? That was like the, yeah, it was in 1908. They were still, that's, they had a, that's pretty cool. Right. Well, I mean, you know, if you're not going to hurt each other, yeah. what the hell? And then there was like another thing in 1906 where they had dueling, but the, the way they did it was basically you had, instead of two people walking away from each other, it was some like, uh, like competition in Ireland, I think. But instead of people walking away from each other, what they did is they had these like dummies set up. And you walked at the same pace away from the dummies and turned around at the same time and shot the dummies. And I guess it was like you, you got points based on 
how fatal the shot would have been. <laughs> Did they hire you to be a dummy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't alive, you idiot. Or they would have. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, a wax bullet's not going to go through this beard. Oh, that's a good point. Um, what does go through that beard? <laughs> rice and soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sticks to it. Well, you're right. You're right. Rice sticks to it. Soup. Soup goes through it. <laughs> oh, it does. It permeates. Yeah, okay. Soup. Yeah. So sometimes I. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it gets in there. <laughs> I don't know why I, I eat soup. I shouldn't do it. <laughs> God, I was thinking I haven't had any soup for a while. I should just be a like a solid. I, it should all be small pieces of cut up chicken. That's all I should eat. So, <laughs> um, so you can still legally do duel in two U.S. states, uh, which is called mutual combat, as in a fist fight. This is allowed in Texas and in Washington. Uh, of course. In Texas, people who wish to go fisticuffs must do so under the watchful eye of a police officer. Of Marco Rubio. Yeah, so, so basically the way it works. Steve Cruz. Wait, Ted Cruz. You're, you're in a bar. Me, Steve Cruz? Me, I think I know someone named Steve Cruz. Not you, Ted Cruz. Me, me and you, we're in a bar in Austin. Kevin's in sick. <laughs> he, he flew with us, but he got sick. He's in the hotel room. Okay. You, you say something offensive about my beard. Okay. And I say, I challenge you to mutual combat. And then you have to accept. Then. What if I don't? Well, then if you don't, then I can't challenge you. I can't. Just, then if I hit you, it's assault. But you. So you have to agree to it. So then you agree to it. And then we have to go outside and find a cop. <laughs> and you have to say, you have to go up to the cop and you say, we're going to do mutual combat. And then the cop has to go, okay, let's do it. And, and then you can fight. But you, you. You can still be charged with murder, or you can still be charged with assault if you cause permanent physical harm. Man, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. I know, right? It just seems like, just don't fight. <laughs> just resolve your shit. Learn how to communicate. Um, and then in Washington, the, uh, the, the law is basically the same. Um, in fact, actually, I mean, it's, it's written a little bit different, but it's kind of the same principle. Only, only it's colder. It is colder, and it's more rainy. Um, but yeah, you have to get, you have to get a, a cop to watch. Um, so that's it. So that's dueling. We don't do anymore. Have we learned? I think so. <laughs> I think we've learned. <laughs> we stopped doing it. So we, yeah, yeah. I mean, we stopped doing it, you know? And I mean, are we violent towards each other? Yeah. You know, maybe we should bring it back. I don't know. Maybe if we brought back dueling, maybe there'd be less shootings. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there would be like, that's the thing, right? If we would just allow... Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the answer. We allow these like young guys who want to go in and shoot up people to be like, okay, that's illegal. But if you want to, you can shoot at another guy <laughs> who's just as mad and angry. I think it's a bad idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well let's but you know, that's how you, that's how you get ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Discussion. Yeah. Um, so here's to Alexander Hamilton. It's a very good musical. <laughs> good work, Alex. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. And catch us next week with Kevin. Or two weeks. Eh, probably two Kevin weeks. Kevin will be back.